0: A very happy Memorial Day to you all out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on this Monday edition of the show, a holiday edition. We're going to talk about the story of Von Kimball. Who is he? Some of you may know. Some of you may not. We'll tell his story. We'll also announce the winner of our 500 subscriber YouTube giveaway. We'll also continue on with our player countdown series as well, talking about one of the great players during the independent era for BYU, a quarterback nonetheless, but not the one you're probably thinking of. We'll get to all that ahead on today's edition of Locked on Cougar. Once again, you are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. By way of introduction, my name is Jay Catch. I'm your host here. Of course, I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, thank you for taking some time to check us out, especially on this special Memorial Day holiday. Holiday edition of It's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated show today, but I don't expect a ton of you are probably out there watching and or listening to this, but I still wanted to take some time and talk about the history of one of the great veterans and members of the BYU football program that we should be remembering on this day. Of course, it's Memorial Day honoring the legacy and the life, the just the overall history of our great nation here in the United States of America and all around the world, really. It's Memorial Day for anybody worldwide, but they say upwards of 1.35 million uh, people have died in conflicts here in the USA uh, during its history since the Revolutionary War and I want to talk about a guy who's got a connection to BYU and that is a gentleman by the name of Von Kimball. Some of you may, may know this story I've told it on this show before but Von Kimball is a guy that we need to talk about more often as a BYU fan base I know our good friends over at the Give Him Help Brigham show uh, Give Him Help Brigham podcast slash newsletter did a really good piece on this. They do it annually here on Memorial Day, but I also wanted to take a minute and talk about Von Kimball. Von Kimball played for BYU in the early 1940s, and you're probably saying, okay, what does this have to do with Memorial Day, Jake? Well, let me explain. Von Kimball was the younger brother of then-BYU head coach Eddie Kimball, and he was on his way to becoming the starting quarterback for BYU, entering the 1941 season. Uh, many of you will recall, 1941 obviously was the era of World War II. December 7th, 1941, the bomb hits uh, the the bombs. the bombs hit uh honolulu hit there in pearl harbor and that obviously gets the united states into world war ii von kimball was a part of world war ii he actually enlisted in the army uh, spent time aboard the uss bunker hill which was one of the aircraft carriers fighting in the pacific and von kimball there's a very famous telegram he sent to byu before byu took on utah in 1942 uh they, you Cougars had never beaten the Utes uh, since officially making their program a uh, varsity program in 1922. It had been 20 p- years of just abject failure going up against their most vaunted rivals. Well, he sent in this telegram It was addressed to Floyd Mill at Brigham Young University, Provo, Utah, saying, quote, Saturday, there is one thing more important than the way than the than the war, excuse me, and that is to beat Utah. This accomplishment would aid the morale of 25,000 alumni and eight the war effort so give him hell brigham give him hell signed von kimball as i mentioned von kimball was a guy who was expected to be a starting quarterback for byu at the very minimum be a key rotation piece for byu during this era of football but he was serving aboard the uss bunker hill and he fought across the pacific on this uh, ship he joined the navy and on the bunker hill you end up uh being lost at sea and presumed uh KIA, killed in action. The Bunker Hill uh, fought the way across the Pacific It was part of the Battle of Iwo Jima. Uh, That battle, obviously, is one of those bloody in all of the Pacific theater during World War II history. And in that battle, uh, they, they actually were aboard that. They went to go find the Yamamoto, which was the flagship battleship of the Japanese military, the Japanese Navy. They went out and they actually found it. And during that, they were actually able to sink the Yamamoto, which is a huge accomplishment uh, for the United States Navy. Uh, obviously, many of you will recall that the, since uh, Pearl Harbor, the United States Navy had kind of been operating at a, at a small disadvantage, but they finally found themselves on equal footing during this time of the war. And then, uh, the, the, was it the Yamato? Yamamoto? I don't remember how to pronounce it correctly. But then, uh, later on, in another battle, after they found the Yamato or the Yamamato they were attacked by uh, Japanese kamikaze pilots in May of t- 1945. So this is towards the tail end of the war. The United States has very much turned the tide at this point. Many of you know your World War II history. But Von Kimball was among those that were lost at sea on the Bunker Hill as it was hit by kamikaze pilots. I believe at least two major bombs uh, exploded and caused it to have all kinds of damage. The Bunker Hill did not go down during this battle. Actually, it was able to limp into port. They were able to get it uh, back seaworthy after the war was finished. But uh, there was a grand total of 390. 93 sailors and airmen lost that day during this battle. 41 of those 393 were never found. Kimball was among those 41 who went missing and then was later presumed dead slash KIA, killed in action. Now, Von Kimball, like I said, is a guy that BYU fans, we should venerate more often, especially here on Memorial Day, but that famous telegram it gives the the name that both Jeff and Garrett have with their podcast and newsletter give them hell, Brigham, but for a good reason, because in 1942 Utah, uh, excuse me BYU beat Utah for the first time in program history officially as a varsity sport. If you want to go back to the late 1890s when BYU was part of Brigham Young Academy, and it depends on if you're BYU or Utah, if you count that in the all-time rivalry series, That was a 3-3 series, but in 1922 when BYU finally uh, had a full-fledged varsity football program, it had been 20 years since BYU had founded their varsity football program and never beaten Utah, but that telegram from Von Kimball and also some good play from BYU on the field finally led the Cougars to their first win over Utah, which would not be recreated for another 16 years after that. So this is a pretty special thing, and especially considering the history of Von Kimball serving it faithfully and admirably on the USS Bunker Hill and then being lost at sea and presumed later uh, killed in action. It's one of those stories that will never, ever be forgotten, nor should it, because this is the time of year, this is the day, Memorial Day, when we honor legends like that. So, I want to just uh, make sure that you guys remember the name Von Kimball. Of course, give him hell, Brigham. It's ubiquitous among BYU fans. I feel like any more that statement, but it comes from a very, very cool uh, place and a very cool story, of course, here on a Memorial Day. So today on the show on Lockdown Cougars, we commemorate and remember the life and legacy of Von Kimball, of course, a proud member of the BYU football program, and obviously, more importantly, a very proud uh, sailor with USS Bunker Hill in the United States Navy in World War II. Alright, coming up here in just a minute, it's kind of pales in comparison, but we are going to talk a little bit about one of the great players from the independent era for BYU. Get back on track with our player countdown series. Talk about a quarterback who I feel like did his career pan out the way it was supposed to? No, but I still thought he had some very, very good moments as BYU starting quarterback for a time before making way for one of the great quarterbacks in BYU football history. We'll get to all of that here in mere moments. Today on the show, our partner is our, our friend over at Bet Online, They continue to be your number one source for all of the betting needs and sports information needs that you might have out there. Any of you who have decided you want to maybe you want to check out the sports betting realm well sport, BetOnline.ag or BetOnline.net is your best partner for that. Find all the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's basketball playoffs in the NBA, Major League Baseball scores, fights and even next, next season's NFL futures odds all available now at BetOnline.net It is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting the playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now it's all courtesy of your friends at bet online where the game starts all right, as we continue on here on this Memorial Day a day a memorial day edition of Locked On Cougars, let's talk about one of the great members of the independent era for BYU. As some of you probably know, if you're just new to the show, what we've been doing to get ourselves ready for BYU football this fall is we've been doing a 50 player countdown on both the independent era and the non-independent era. And today I think Von Kimball probably qualifies as the non-independent era candidate considering it's Memorial Day. But for our independent era, which we did not do on Friday. I apologize. Forgot to get to this during our Locked On crossover edition with Locked On Ducks. But today today I want to talk about uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Tanner Mangum. Of course, Mangum had maybe his best season as a BYU Cougar during his freshman campaign in 2015 for BYU, passing for 3,377 yards, 23 touchdowns against 10 interceptions. He would never come close to those numbers during the rest of his BYU career, which is a bit stunning considering what we all expected from him as a four-star prospect coming out of Eagle, Idaho, an Elite 11 quarterback, but I feel like Tanner Mangum kind of gets a raw deal for what he accomplished during his BYU career. Were his stats ever the same after that 2015 season? No, absolutely not. He had a grand total of 241 yards in 2016, 1,540 yards in 2017, and then in his senior season in 2018, 1,063 yards as he eventually ceded control of the starting job to Zach Wilson. So, his numbers aren't stellar. 6,221 yards, a grand total of 39 touchdowns against 24 interceptions. But what I liked about Tanner Mangum is you never saw him flinch. It was a guy when he was in there, he's going to give you everything he had. Was his arm ever the same after that shoulder injury that he had to have surgery for? No. Was he ever able to really make uh, his BYU career one of the all-timers like it looked like it might be after his freshman campaign? No, it never panned out that way. But what I will always enjoy about Tanner Mangum was the fact that he stuck with BYU BYU through the ups and downs. Trust me, he had some really high ups. Of course, that hail mary throw against uh, Nebraska the following week against Boise State. Of course, those are two incredible plays. But then he also had that upset win that he helped engineer over Wisconsin. Were well, the number three, I believe, when they took on Wisconsin during that 2018 season. Uh, in 2017, of course, it was just the season from you know what Hades for BYU. Just an awful, awful year. But he stuck with the Cougars. He easily could folded and said you know what I'm out I'm gonna go look for a new opportunity and the other thing that he also was very very outspoken about was his mental health issues I always appreciated Tanner Mangum being a guy who is not afraid to face his demons head on. He said, I had all kinds of mental health issues during my time playing for BYU. And I actually always appreciated the fact that he was willing to speak out on stuff like that. That was a very taboo subject. And in many ways, it still is taboo. I feel like it should be talked about more fully if I'm being frank. But it, we all know that it's just it's one of those things that's very tough for people to acknowledge and both deal with, but also be able to, I guess, accept help. That's a, that's a tough part, I feel like, for a lot of people out there when it comes to their mental, mental health challenges. Tanner has helped to try to ease that. Obviously he spoke out very vociferously about that. He's continued to do so in the time since his playing days were over. He's what four or five years removed now, but he's now uh, married, living in Portland. I believe he works for the Jordan brand as part of the Nike company, but it's a really, really cool thing and just the, the fact that he was willing to acknowledge his shortcomings as a BYU quarterback, but at the same time, every time he was out there, I feel like Tanner Mangum gave the BYU football program everything he had. Like I said, it could have been very easy at different points during his during his time in Provo for him to say, you know what, let's fold up shop, try and find somewhere else, and try and uh, find a new g- pasture for myself. Uh, uh, the p- green, grass is always greener, that type of mentality. That never really entered Tanner Mangum's mind as far as I'm aware. I, I don't know if he ever considered transferring, but he stuck it out. And I feel like the, the ups, the highs of his time in a BYU uniform, will never be forgotten so Tanner Mangum is our honoree today is one of the top 50 independent era players for BYU on our countdown here on locked on Cougars now for the fun part before we go on this Monday edition of the show I will continue to talk about this until I get some responses from you guys but I have our winner and what I did is I was on the golf course earlier today and this is Monday when I'm recording this show I typed all of the names of our uh, entrance into our giveaway for both the hat slash pullover. You're going to get your pick for the winner here. You get to pick that hat or the pullover. And actually, I'll grab that gear real quick. We can look at it. Hang on for just one second here. So uh, we have, if you're watching this on YouTube, they have this hat right here. It's kind of the old school logo. Uh, The winner will get their pick. They can pick the hat or they can pick this pullover. It's just, it's a half zip. It's a Nike. Uh, I've got two different sizes in it. So hopefully we can find the right size for you guys, but it's just kind of a half zip pullover. And if you are the winner, which we're going to announce right now, I have this little doohickey. What it is, it's a number generator and it kind of, I typed in all of your names. There were 37 entrants. So of course I I went in, I typed in all 37 seven names. I have doubled uh, the entries so will be a grand total of what is that 60 plus 14, 74 entries. And what it's gonna do is it's gonna spit out a number. Whoever this number that is, you are the winner. So here we go. One, two, three, tap it. It is calculating, 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 and that comes up to number 45, excuse me, not number, no, it's just still counting, number 49. All right, so number 49, it typed out David Talbot. All right, so David Talbot here is our winner. All right. And let me just pull this up here. Okay. So David, if you have won here and you will have your choice, if you want the hat, I will be sending that to you. Or if you want the pullover, over, I will send that to you. And of course, thank you for participating to all of you, by the way, some really cool stories uh, that were sent in of your history. I'm just going to pull up David Talbot's information here as I go along here. But what I loved about your guys' uh, entries is you guys were telling me about your background. Many of you go three and four generations deep with your fandom for BYU. Many of you at why you some of you did not uh, by the way the screenshots you guys sent in of my face during the YouTube videos I gotta say you guys got some pretty hilarious shots my face looks absolutely horrendous I've got some eye rolls going on in there looking like I'm half dead in certain shots but nonetheless really really cool stuff and thank you for your guys' support oh, here, here's, here's David's story so let me pull this up here All right, David says quote I am a 45 year old he said today is actually my birthday so it's a week ago on Tuesday it looks like from David he says I am a 45 45- five-year-old lifelong BYU fan says my mom went to BYU and her dad was an editor at the Daily Herald they both passed their love of BYU sports on to me so as I just said David Talbot you are three generations deep here says my grandfather took me to my first B- game in Provo in the mid 1980s and I was hooked says I love the podcast this actually is my quote first listen of the day as I get ready for the gym at oh two thirty prior to heading to into another day in the army Oh, 230 David. You wake up earlier than I do, and I do morning sports radio, so props to you. It says, thankfully, I just got assigned to McDeal Air Force Base in Tampa, so I'll be there in person for the first game of the year against the USF Bulls. Keep up the good work, David Talbot. So, David, you have won this. Hopefully, you'll be watching this edition. I'll make sure to mention you on tomorrow's show, and I'll get you either that hat or the pullover sent out to you, and hopefully you can rep that with pride as BYU takes on USF later this fall. Looking forward to that, and it's getting closer and closer, folks. We are in the double digit. Digits. That's the positive news if you're a BYU fan. As we're getting closer and closer to BYU and USF kicking off the season. Alright, coming up on tomorrow's edition of the show, the Tuesday edition of the show, we will be talking about BYU, how they performed over the weekend in track and field. Some really, really good performances. Also in men's golf at the NCAA Championships. Get you caught up there. We'll also continue getting you ready for a huge weekend ahead. Recruits coming into BYU. Four of them. Three of them are at least four-star, if not better than that. One of them should be a four-star prospect. All four of them will be on campus this weekend as BYU looks to seal the deal with two, uh, four of the top prospects on their recruiting wish list for the 2023 recruiting class. Why are they picking this weekend? We'll try and explain that on, to, on the show tomorrow. We'll also talk a little bit more about BYU basketball. Gideon George officially announcing he is returning to BYU after going through a number of workouts with NBA teams. We'll explore that as well. So we got a whole lot to come on tomorrow's edition of the show and a huge thank you once again for for making us your first listen of the show listen of the day, excuse me. Now go make our friends over the Locked On Big Twelve podcast, your second listen of the day. Josh Neighbors does a great job making sure you guys are apprised of everything you need to know about as a BYU fan when it comes to Big Twelve action across that conference. You guys will be up to speed in 30 minutes or less. Check it out wherever you guys get your podcasts. And a huge thank you once again for your support of this venture as always. Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast for May 30th, 2022, and we will Catch you guys then.